First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock a out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, dobre den, and welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, The Pod of the Everyman. Jordan and Drew, sports and movies, slinging it on the reel. Episode 107, Drew, how are you doing this week? I am living, is it living on a prayer? No, I am, uh, that is a song. I'm on cloud nine, heaven. Knocking on heaven's door. I'm in, I'm in sports euphoria right now, so now I'm just trying to figure out what, what the sports gods are going to take away from me. Huh. You know what they say? There as, must be a sacrifice. As the as the sports gods giveth, the sports gods taketh away. Wasn't that the opening of season five of um uh Last Kingdom when was that Last Kingdom? Where they like talking about sports gods? No, I don't think so. No, no, it was um what's her name? Uh Brita and they like it took the baby or whatever and then like then she was like it's time for war oh uh, they didn't take the baby she uh somebody jumped they had they like picked that her daughter like blind was blindfolded and picked the sacrifice the guy just like willingly jumped into a volcano a vo- yeah 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 <laughs> that's like that, that's yeah, that's yeah. your that's your sports fandom right now it's like basically <laughs> i had to i cl- i closed my eyes and whichever whichever one of my my teams or or favorite athletes i i selected they have to go jump in the volcano so i guess right now it's the sixers maybe oh, thank god hopefully that's it hopefully <laughs> hopefully that's sixers it. slow start is the sacrifice uh well, yes, I'm glad yes. you're feeling a little bit better than me. My my uh, insides are feeling like they want to be my outsides, so not great. Um, so with that being said, let's assume positions for the world-famous two-brew salute. Three, two, one. I think this is going to be pretty uneventful since I have a glass of something. <laughs> I have a glass of something, too. <laughs> Oh, so what do you, good. What do you got? Uh, come on. Southern Tier, baby. Got to keep this going. Still drinking the southern, pumpkin whiskey, Southern huh? Tier pumpkin whiskey, baby. Let's go. I, I, I could just lie and say I'm drinking something cool like that, too. But as uh, the aforementioned insides trying to become my outsides, I'm just drinking an H2O. Like, I, I don't feel sick at all. I just I have a, sh- like, stabbing pain. In my lower abdomen, and it just comes and goes, and I yeah. don't like. I, We're pulling for you, buddy. Oh, if I don't make it through this podcast, just tell my wife and my kids that I love them, <laughs> or tell them to listen to the first hundred and six episodes. Oh, what movie is that from? You tell them I love them. I mean, oh, that's uh, Entourage, the fake uh, show about a fake movie, Smoke Jumpers, Vinny Chase. You call my wife and kid, or call my wife. You tell her I love her. Oh man, you gotta watch that show, bro. Uh, all right, you'd, you'd probably hate, you'd you'd hate it actually. Though, so don't. You'll just ruin it for me. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, on that new that note, let's dive into some boxing for this weekend.
Oh, this is see, this is where we If we ever take our tech seriously, the jams that I'm pulling out while I'm injured right now, people would be impressed. And I apologize for this knockoff bootleg of Club to Death. For some reason, like the actual Club to Death is no longer available on Apple Music, so that's what we had to deal with there. Vasily Lomachenko. Lomachenko. Lomachenko's Manhattan. The presidents of the Lomasexual Clubs. That's us. That is us. Uh, He's back. In the house that T.O. built. Oh, man. The Hulu Theater in the garden. In the garden. So this is how you know we're, like, unbiased. You know, we we don't have any agendas. You know, most people would have said, ah, he's he's, uh, he's headlining the garden. Not us. He's headlining the Hulu Theater in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. So. Um, You are going. I cannot make it this time around. What a jerk. I know. I'm sorry. You call yourself a fan. Um, well, I'm just hoping to be alive by then, uh, the way my stomach is going, but, um, you're taking the, the previously mentioned on other podcasts, Reckless Joe. Reckless Joe's coming, he's bo- gonna pop his boxing cherry. Oh, it's I'm boxing out, I'm, I'm popping everybody's boxing cherries with your tickets. That's, that's amazing. It I, is great. That, what a softball that I'm just not gonna touch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, so uh, yeah, we got he's going up against Jermaine Ortiz. Don't yep. put an R in in, in Jermaine. Um, you got the uh, what do you want to? Yeah, gonna, I, mean, I, I got the, the tape. Or, uh, did it just did this just freeze on me because of ads? That would be kind of funny. Because um, I one hundred percent just had the. Oh, here we go. Yeah, so Vasily Vasily Lomachenko, thirty four years old, uh, five seven, southpaw. 65 and a half inch reach uh, going up against, uh, it's not going to load. Jermaine Ortiz. <laughs> yeah, I know, but his his numbers aren't going to load because I don't he's, know why a boxer. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just make it up. He's 27 years old. <laughs> I southpaw. I think he's 24. He has a uh, 64 inch reach. Uh, These are all just, just wildly, wildly incorrect, everybody. I apologize. Uh well, I mean, your tech failed you, so I'm just going to keep going. Um, I failed the, you. Nickname of uh, The Bird. Uh, Jermaine Ortiz is known for his Finch collection uh, <laughs> that he uses to practice his uh, you know, movements during sparring sessions. Listen, the Finches were a bad idea, and I may <laughs> have given your kids salmonella. <laughs> um, no, actually, his name is The Technician. Uh Funny enough, looking, you know, I, I totally forgot, but he was on the Triller card with Roy Jones versus Mike Tyson. Was he? Yeah, I got it. I'm back up now. Okay. All right, Jermaine, Jermaine, Jermaine Ortiz, sixteen oh one, eight knockouts, uh, five five eight sixty nine inch reach. So about an inch of height on Loma, oh, four inch reach. I, what did I say? Five seven sixty five inch, and it, he's five yeah. eight sixty nine. Yeah, and not bad. And he's sorry, he's twenty. So twenty six years old. So we met in the middle there. Okay. I like it, and of course his, you know, his uh, his most recent win was against uh, Jamel Hiring, which was Jamel's as of now Jamel's last uh, last fight um, as a professional. Jamel did not look good. He did not, and I know. I mean, he admitted after the fight, he's like, "Yeah, I just 
I didn't have, I just didn't have it in me. So that's why he kind of hung him up at that point. Um, listen, it's a, you know, it's a fight Lomachenko should win. Um, you know, Ortiz in, in a couple of the boxing organizations, he's, he's ranked top, like right on the end, outer edge of top 10. Like he's top, you know, he's seven, he's nine, whatever. Um, seven, nine, 11. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's, yeah. I mean, the Somewhere bottom half between seven and 15. Yeah. The, yeah. Seven through 13 of all these like weight classes are all, you know, basically a dealer's choice. Um, uh, but, you know, he's a, he's a, he's young. He's 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 a, he's he's got power. He's more of a combination. Like, if you were gonna c- compare him to Comey, right, who was Loma's last opponent, you would basically say he's you know he's younger. You know he's got doesn't he has he does I don't know if he has as much power as Comey. Uh, and he but he uses a lot more combinations uh, and speed, whereas Comey's just a basic one-two hitter Be- quitter. Better better body work. Yeah yeah. Um, but I admit, again, it's a Loma hasn't fought since last December. Again, it's another year. Last time we saw him out of the ring for a year, he looked awful against Tiafimo. You know, it took him six rounds to to get started. Whether, regardless of if he had a shoulder injury or not, that's that's just not an excuse. Like well, considering you know, he had surgery after the fight, yeah, so. that's fine. But you lost <laughs> the fight, so I mean, and you took too long. You know, and you it might you might just not you know whether you weren't in rhythm because the layoff, whatever. Um, so yeah, so I mean, it's not again. He should win the fight. It should set up De- uh, Haney Lomachenko in the first quarter of 2022, unless Devin moves up in weight. But you know, you got to uh, y- you can't look past uh, you know, who you're getting in the ring with now. So we'll see. Um, Again, I'm and I'm I'm I'm. I'm always I'm I'm a little more hesitant here, just because again, you're a paranoid. Well, again, the the sports gods giveth and taketh away. Everybody, every, they're, every, they're sacrificing the Sixers. Don't worry about it. They're going in the volcano. Doc Rivers every, is is blowing up your shit. It's fine. Well, that's what the sport. Fine. That's what the sports guys would do. They'd put the entire Sixers uh, roster in the volcano, but leave Doc out, and that would be the punishment. <laughs> <laughs> the, whole, the whole team's gone, but Doc, Doc is staying. Don't call him Doc. It's Glenn. We're not never, never again on this podcast. We're we referring to that loser as Doc Rivers. His name is Glenn Rivers, and that is how he will be referred to on this podcast. Okay, fine. Sweet. But, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, again, it's a, you know, we'll be there. Uh, you know, we're trying, you know, again, he's 30. Is that you know, his lo- real name, or you just want him to get the no, Glenn gl- treatment from Walking no, Dead? No, it's Glenn Rivers. Doc's his nickname. You think Doc's his real name? Uh, it's I Glenn just- Doc Rivers. Come on, man. You're a bit, weren't you a big Neek fan growing up? Listen, I was just trying to make a, a, a Negan bashing over the head pun here. Uh, right? I don't gotcha. really care about his gotcha. real name. I got gotcha. you. Um, anyway, back to Vasily. Here, back to Vasily. Here's the odds. Ready? What's he plus uh, 1,200? Minus 1,200? More. Oh. What is it? Minus 3,000. <laughs> okay, so J- let's hope. Jermaine Ortiz is plus 1,100. Very wide margin. Uh, over under rounds. Uh, probably 10 and a half. Yes, minus 120 on the over, minus 105 on the under. So Vegas would not be shocked if this hit the under, but they're leaning to the over 10 and a half. Right. Um, so it is, uh, t- for the breakdown, Loma by decision, plus 110. Loma by stoppage, minus 135. Ortiz by decision, plus 2,000. Ortiz by stoppage, plus twenty two hundred. 
the draws plus twenty five hundred, which usually they're plus eighteen hundred. So that's that's a it's a big thing. Um, yeah, I mean Vasily's gonna win this. That's let's just get real. Uh, he like Ortiz. Uh, let, me, let me get this right. I don't even think he has any twelve round fights to his name. No, um, I think I think he's only fought ten. Yeah. So, and I I don't view him as somebody who's very technically sound. Like he. He, he he his fundamentals were a lot better versus um Jamel but he a lot of times just like has his hands down and he's kind of like bouncing around and uh, he he's he's about to meet the master class and all that now to your point with Loma having the year off you know Loma's famous almost for, almost almost a year sure well yeah yeah 10 months yeah um, 10 months Loma's famous for downloading, so all right. So he's gonna download what one round, two rounds, three rounds. How long it's gonna take? That's why I think the over is probably a good bet because Loma is is more of an accumulation hitter than yeah, like a, hit okay. you with the one shot and then all of a sudden you're in trouble. Yeah, I'll be curious to see how he does start because against Nakatani and Comey, he actually started out pretty quickly. And I, again, I think a lot, a lot of that was obviously because of you know the Tiafimo fight um, and making the adjustment, but uh, but yeah, but keep going. Sorry, I just oh no, no, it's a good point. Um, you know, both another thing is both southpaws. Um, Loma has obviously all that experience. I I don't know that this guy has a ton of experience facing southpaws. I, I don't know if he does, but definitely not. Uh, to the to the extent that Loma does, um, so yeah. Well, and then the other thing I would say is too, like he did he did bring Ortiz into camp his tra- into training camp to fight Comey. Oh, good point. So he did spar. So yeah, so he was part of the sparring team there. Yeah, um, we kind of talked about this last week. How like guys like become sparring partners, and then like they gain the experience of fighting these better fighters in camp, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh well, I gained all these skills by practicing against better competition and all of a sudden their careers just kind of like pick up so yeah um, i'd be i'd be interested in um again and we talked about this with Usyk joshua too you know one of the things that you know overwhelms a lot of the guys that you know loma's fought Usyk's fought is just their style and like their movements and their footwork like you just don't see it like nobody else does what they do um so curious if having sparred with him and been part of the camp, if that kind of takes away some of the, you know, the allure. Shock factor yeah, the there. shock factor of like what to expect. Like, again, the, I don't, the, I don't. The oh shit factor. <laughs> yeah, again, like I don't know, I don't know how much those guys do. Like Sean, uh, you know, Sean Porter talked about it um, on his podcast this week. He's like, every camp's different. Like, you know, some camps. By the part- way, has the Porter co- podcast not been updating on Spotify? Have you noticed? Uh, uh, I listened. I listened to it on Spotify this week. Oh. Okay, I don't know. Mine's like not updating. I gotta uh, figure okay. out what's going on there. Um, Continue. But yeah, so I, uh, you know, and he just was talking about camp. He's like, you know, every camp's different. Some camp uses sparring just to, you know, be get in shape. You're maybe going sixty percent. You're not really showing, you know, you're not going full out, showing all your bag. Um, you know, he's like, my camps, you know, we usually went like ninety percent, like which was, which is not, yeah, which is unusual to be going that that heavy in camp. But that was just, yeah, what me and my dad did. I, I think that's what he was. What he was saying, but so we'll see. But again, it's a fight. I'm not trying to build any excuses. It's a fight. Lomachenko should win. 
and hopefully hopefully we get we actually get a fight we want to see here uh in the first half of 2023 um so what's your prediction um i think i i think he'll win on the cards i I think uh i I think ortiz's youth and you know i think uh, yeah i I think that'll uh, let him endure even if he just gets like touched up like big time the way Nakatani and and Comey did. Uh I'm going with late stoppage. Um Ooh, that'd be fun. It's funsies. I, I think the guy just d- is not going to have the fundamentals to stop Loma from getting all over him and I think Loma can can feel the moment in terms of hey, I win this and I look good winning this. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing to stop me finally getting a chance at those at those belts. And so I think that he smells the blood in the water and he just goes for it. And um is this is the first time he's fighting since the war, right? Yes. Yeah, so yep. I, I, I think maybe I don't know if that plays a factor or not as well, but I'm uh I'm gonna say I, I've really struggled on the rounds between nine, ten and eleven. And which is funny because with ten and a half being the you know the over under, I'm going to say, oh, I'm stuck. I narrowed it down to the tenth and eleventh. <laughs> ah, I will say the tenth. I'm gonna say the tenth. We get the stoppage. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna be a TKO or, or actual knockout or whatever, but. I'm saying we we get the stoppage. Loma just builds and builds and to the point where Ortiz just can't handle it. Okay, I like um, it. Man. And again, there. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I said this already. Yeah, the southpaw versus southpaw just is. What, how's that going to play out? So, um, that that's that's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going with. Love it, love it. Uh, fun, uh we got we got a decent undercard. Yeah, it should be pretty good. Robesy. Yeah, yeah Robesy, who we we saw him. Um, a little bit of his coming out party, right? I mean, he he had, yeah. he had he had several good matches before that, but yeah, against was, Better Be of he was on the Better Be of uh, Joseph Junior undercard in June that right. we went to. Right. Who was it that he he knocked out? The um, the dude with the mask. I always forget his name. Oh yeah, the, uh, <laughs> give me a second. I, I always I always forget his name because uh, all I. Uh, Alvar was it Alvarado? Nah, whatever. Uh, big time win, big time win. Um, Richard Torres, uh, heavyweight against uh, yeah, Ahmed Hefney. I mean, Torres' last fight lasted all of like forty-five seconds, where he, you know, really vicious, yeah, really viciously knocked uh, his opponent out. Uh, Nico Ali Walsh is going to be on the card, and uh, yeah, so got some. Uh, Got some fun stuff there, and I think uh, I think Tiger Tiger Johnson's on this card too. Is he? Yeah. What I, is I, what what is his? I should know this because I just listened to him on uh, Porterway. But what is Tiger Johnson's actual first name? Because I just call him Tiger Johnson. Um. Oh come on. Hold on. Give me a second for crying out loud. Yeah, we should. <laughs> if you want to podcast the people that are prepared with this kind of information, this is not the. Uh, <laughs> This is not the podcast for uh Delonte. What is it? Is Delonte. it Delonte? Is it is it Delonte? 
Yep, out of Cleveland, Delonte Johnson. Yeah, out of Cleveland. Yeah, Delonte Johnson. Yeah, he's uh, he's probably gonna be the first fight. Yeah, so that's what's gonna suck though, because we have to. I love Tiger I gotta, Johnson. I didn't realize he was on this card too. Yeah, gotta fit. I gotta, we got, I gotta try to realistically time game one of the World Series and like when the undercard's gonna start. But I think it's gonna start at eight, the World Series, and like I kind of want to get in there before eight for some of these. So it's, uh, damn it, damn you, Major League Baseball. Maybe that's your sacrifice. This the fact that <laughs> gonna miss game two, but that's okay. That's all right. It'll be it's a good card. Um, and uh, and uh, I don't have to worry about it because I've already seen that there's actually going to be merch. Thank God. Or I'd have to. Bring oh really? Down. Yeah. Well, I, I I sent you that picture on Instagram. That dude wearing the fight shirt, the photographer for Top Rank. I'm assuming. I, I don't oh, think they just yeah, made yeah, one for. Yeah, I don't think right, they just yeah. made one for him. I'm assuming they're going to be selling. Yeah, you're, that yeah, in, you're inside. right. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm I'm excited excited for that. I, I forgot I, about that. I can waste 200 bucks on more t-shirts and hoodies I don't need. Uh, <laughs> yeah, other we got some other boxing this weekend. That is correct. Uh, I, I'm I'm still trying to look up this damn guy's name with the mascot and box rep just box rep just keeps. <laughs> um, all right, other fights this weekend. Um, I guess we'll start with JoJo Diaz versus William Zapata. Um, like on on a DAZN card, uh, William Zapata, um, yeah, lightweight. This is at one thirty-five. Um, Abraham Nova. Thank you, Nova. Yeah, Supernova. So I I literally just logged into Two Beers Podcast Twitter account, hit refresh, and someone tweeted this guy's name for at one thirty. <laughs> I so dude, that's the weirdest thing ever, dude. I'm just like wow. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, that's right, it's Nova. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, anyway, Zapata versus Diaz, one thirty-five. Zapata is like, you know, he's he's not young anymore. I feel like he's like twenty-six. Um, and again, I had that until Boxrec craps out, crapped out on me here. Um, but going up against Jojo Diaz, they're they're both kind of like not prospects anymore, but like not top-tier guys. They they both need this win to like set up their next fight. Um. Zapata definitely has way more power, uh, but they're both crafty. Uh, I, honestly, I think it's a really good matchup on paper. I would expect Zapata to win on the cards. Um, I feel like Jojo Diaz is crafty enough to not get knocked out by this guy, even though he has the power to do so. Um, so Diaz is plus 135, and Zapata is minus 175. So, I, I mean, it's... It, Almost a pick 'em, really. Uh, yeah. Over over ten and a half is minus two seventy five. Under is plus two oh five. And then just you know, I'll just say the decision. Jojo Diaz plus two thirty. Decision for Zapata is plus one sixty. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I'm not gonna let that get in the way of my Loma watching or anything like that. But I kind of want to see that fight. That's oh, a good think, fight. Yeah. It's a good I, fight. I, I think, yeah, like I a crafty little match. Yeah, and I'm probably if people listen to our pod, like past episodes. Obviously, everyone listens to it because we're on this podcast. In uh, I don't even know what I was gonna say. Uh, yeah, Spotify. At, at least 25 countries around the world. Um, huh. <laughs> uh, like I, I'm not I'm not a big JoJo Diaz guy at, at all. But like you know, I mean, he makes fights exciting because he'll he'll sit you know he'll sit in there on the inside and exchange with guys. He tries but, to win. Yeah, he tries. <laughs> he yeah, he doesn't just like try and survive. 
Yeah, I mean that's fine. Um, and to pay it, this is a big like this is kind of a fight where you know he can start working his way up the up into the top ten rankings, and you know for a division where you're gonna see. You know, you're gonna see the guy like these top guys leave. Like Haney's gonna be going soon. Loma is gonna probably retire in the next two years. You know, Shakur, as long as there's names there, he'll still be in here. But one four, you know, this isn't like his resting place. Legs of Peta can move up and get some title, maybe get some title fights here. Or if Diaz can win, same thing with him. You know, he'll put himself uh, in line for some some big fights, especially if Garcia and uh, and Tank falls through. You know, that's just the most logical next fight uh, for. Um, for Jojo. So it's a lot, lot, lot in line between these two guys. Yeah. Good point. Um, so looking forward to that. Um, Oh, by the way, the Richard Torres line, he's minus 5,000. Nice. Let's go. Um, Let's go. And then, um, as, as of a year, year and a half ago, maybe what would have been the, the, uh, most electric woman in, in boxing, Katie Taylor. Um, I, and I don't know if we could say that, you know, fast forward two years, don't know if we could really still say that. But she's still, you know, pound for pound, one of the top one, two, or three. Katie Taylor fighting this weekend against Karen Elizabeth. I'm going to butcher this name. Carabayal? Cara, Cara, Cara um, something. She Katie Taylor's minus 6,000. Um, yeah. So this is just kind of a get back and get right fight. Mm-hmm. Um, the over under is eight and a half minus four twenty five to the over. Katie Taylor by decision minus three hundred. Eh, I would expect a wide unanimous decision, maybe even a sweep. I would not expect a knockout. That's just hard to do in women's sport in women's boxing. Um, so that's that's what I'm expecting there. Um, da, 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 da. And then. Also, just to close out the boxing, um, Jake Paul. He's Jake fighting Paul. Anderson Silva. Um, I kind of want to watch that too, kind of. But not pay for it. I, I'm getting to the point where like I'm almost ready to pay for it. Like <laughs> almost. You want that Le'Veon Bell uh, undercard action? Well, I, I was just about to say Le'Veon Bell is fighting Uriah Hall, you know, former UFCer. Yeah. Uh, Uriah Hall is minus three ninety. Le'Veon Bell is plus two eighty. Um, so that I kind of would. I don't know. I feel like it would be very interesting to watch. Uh, Uriah Hall fight Le'Veon Bell because I feel like he'll just eventually just trounce his ass. Right. Um, <laughs> but Jake Paul is uh, minus 190. Anderson Silva's plus 150. And again, it's Jake Paul who's trying to prove himself versus Anderson Silva who is like a 48-year-old MMA guy. Uh, who I mean, I shouldn't... He's been boxing for the last couple years. Uh, Anderson Silva. So it's not like he's like just transitioning over from MMA to boxing like willy nilly out of the blue. And apparently his career started in boxing. So, whatever. Over under rounds is six and a half. Um, the over is minus one forty five. That kind of surprises me. Like, you got a guy who's not a true boxer yet versus like a forty eight year old. I kind of feel like they're gonna burn out their motors. Don't the both of these guys. Yeah, I think they both are easily going to burn out their motors. Like, I I don't I don't I don't know. Like, I guess yeah. My problem is I I, uh, I I don't even I don't know much about Anderson Silva. Like I know he's obviously 
he uh, he had a huge MMA run where he was arguably the best MMA fighter of the last like twenty years. But I just I so I don't really have a feel for it. He's huge. I just yeah, he's huge, and I know that he actually had this. Won't be his first professional boxing. Oh, this match. says this says he's only 185 pounds, but that that doesn't seem right. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So like I said, this is like his like what third? Is this his third professional fight? Uh. No, I don't. I thought it was his sixth, but. Um, oh, maybe it is. Yeah, you know, so maybe he's had some more. So, unlike some of these other guys that Paul's fought, like this will be that's transition from MMA to boxing. Like this isn't his first one. Um, I don't even know. Who do you think you think you think Paul's gonna knock him out? Dude, I I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I kind of like I kind of want. I, I kind of want him to like I I kind of I'm uh, is is it weird that I'm rooting for Jake Paul like no it's not weird like I'm keep it keep it go keep, keep going keep it going man because after after this I mean at this at that point like I, he might be ready for if he can beat Anderson Silva and look look half decent like he might be ready to start fighting Canela like... No, I was gonna say like a low level like boxer in an actual weight class, you know, not like these. Catch well, I mean, you know, I mean, you know what the fight, the the cash out fight for him is, where I think like eventually we see like it him finally stop. McGregor. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, how much? How much? How much? How much do you think that that would? How much business do you think that would do? Uh. Again, not, I'm not. not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not I'm, any. Not any more or less than him versus Mayweather. I, I think I think I mean I think it would do a lot less than than that, but well, uh, what I was gonna say is if they can manufacture some kind of like hate. Oh yeah, I, well yeah, definitely they would. You would then, think, right? I don't know, like how much hate has he manufactured versus anybody else in his fights? Like, but if if they could somehow come up with some legitimate like, f you, like you're a waste, blah 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 blah, like. They they could do maybe even more money than him versus Mayweather. Okay. I I mean, I I don't know. Mayweather has a built-in floor, uh, but like, do you know anybody who purchased Jake Paul versus Mayweather? Uh, you know McGregor Mayweather? Uh, no, Jake Paul. That's what I was saying. Wait, Jake? You mean Logan Paul Mayweather? Oh, is that is that the one that fought Mayweather? Logan yeah, Paul? maybe that's why I was confused. Same, yeah, Logan Paul. Same, same, same difference to me. They're they're the same person to me. His, his the two Paul brothers. Uh, no, no, Mayweather, uh, McGregor. No, they they won't they won't touch that. That's that was. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like I. No, no, no. I, no, I, no. I was gonna, that that did really good business. No, no, <laughs> no. The, uh, whatever, whatever Paul brother fought. I, I think Mayweather. it would do. I think it would do a lot more than Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather. Yes. Thank I you. Do. That's that's what that's what I was yeah. trying to say. Um, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I, and I, if they could, if, if they could like bitch each other out, that might even might might do really well. Um, I guess that's all I have to say. I feel like I've rambled for, on nothing. Yeah, for a that's while. fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll take Sil- I'll, I'll I'll take Silva to win. Silva in what KO or eh, cards? cards? Go to the cards. Is it, is it an eight round? I guess I think it's an eight round fight, considering it's a six and a half over. I imagine that's the case. Yeah, I was, all his other ones have been eight rounds. So, got it. All right. Um. So that's all the matchups this weekend. 
Uh, it's we're at the thirty-one minute mark, but let's real quick just touch on the state of boxing because it's not good. Not great. Not, not, not super. Um, you want? Why don't you update us on the the transgressions of, so, of this week? So, uh, I don't know if anyone remembers. Maybe what was it? Five months ago? Maybe a little less. Our, I think it was like five weeks ago. Our just way too gullible host Jordan. Got super excited because a mess or a tweet was sent out that Crawford Spence had agreed to terms, and then we're going we're going we're we're going to be fighting in November in Vegas, November seventh, nineteenth in Vegas, nineteenth in Vegas for the undisputed welterweight championship of the world. And I was being the old man on the long guy saying, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, dude, they just agreed to, like, they agreed, and, and, like, nothing's been signed. Like, I don't, like, I, until, don't get excited. You, you know, we've made so many decisions based on the, the thought that that was going to get made. Uh, and then, you know, after we, we did the pod Wednesday last week, came out less than 24 hours later, uh, it came, it, it gets announced that negotiations completely broke down and, Crawford is signed up for a fight December 10th against, I already forget his name. Avanazem. He's ranked like six. He's a British shit world champion. He's Ab- ranked Ab- like, Ab- Ab- Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a top 10 guy. Um, Magnesium, uh, unobtainium. Whatever. So yeah. a $10 million, $10 million with, is it BLK Prime? Like, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a streaming service that's trying to, I guess, I guess Triller Part 2, trying to get into boxing. They just signed Adrian Broner yesterday, which, okay. Um. Yeah, man, and of course, you know, naturally, instead of everyone just being just pissed off at you know everybody involved that they couldn't get this deal done, it's you know you get your you got your your you know your fan base is going at it. Well, Crawford, Crawford, you know, Crawford's get got screwed, and Spence is stuck in Crawford. Crawford's stuck in Spence, and all these people that are like trying, like just random, like you know Ray J and Joe Boggs and you know Ray Donovan. Like they're just on Twitter talking about how how they know the how the negotiations went down and how this guy is the one ducking. Like when literally, like not none of these guys like Al Heyman wouldn't piss on, wouldn't throw water at you if you were on fire, as if as if you know like what was going on. <laughs> um, it, it's just so dumb, man. So and, you know, it's instead of instead of you know, you know, being annoyed with the problem, like we just blame fan bases. Like in all reality, like the next PBC pay per view, like just nobody should buy like. That's what you would do if you really wanted to send a statement to these guys. Just don't nobody buy the nobody buy the next PBC pay per view, and nobody buy the Crawford uh, BK Prime pay per view. Like just don't buy them. Be like, every, if everybody did that and they they lost a shit ton of money, maybe that would kind of change you know how they would do business. But I like it. It is what it is. Listen, and maybe the fight the fight may still happen um, in February. You know, Crawford. I know in the interview Crawford gave. Uh, Cockinger. Um, it was basically, you know, I wanted to fight this year. They kept stalling. They kept stalling. So I moved on to this fight. You know, after you know, if we, once we get through this one, it's still my goal to kick Earl Spence's ass in 2023. But then Spence, you know, Spence was tweeting out how it's he's been at this weight his whole career. But apparently he's not a weight bully though. But you know, um, and it's hard to make. So I you can't imagine that he's not going to be fighting somebody before a, a potential Crawford fight if that did happen in 2023. Um, 
Yeah, man. Like, uh, it, it just sucks. And again, it's, you know, and we got to just listen to all these guys talk about, you know, the business of boxes. And it's like, dude, like, and all the fans well, just don't get Well, speaking of the bu- business of boxing, what, isn't it PBC that they're saying is, like, broke? Well, I, don't, I Rob from the Rob from the barbershop, whoever the hell that is, dude. I, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, uh, made that made that insinuation, but you know the wild the Wilder paper. Apparently, it was only seventy seven thousand like pay per view buys for Wilder, which I I, I can't imagine that's good, right? <laughs> um, Wasn't that's like Andy Ruiz numbers? Um, so yeah, Andy Ruiz, great. Chris Yola, Andy Ruiz, Ariola might have done better actually. To be honest with you, um, I thought it I. Was- I I have no uh, idea. I, I have no Ruiz idea. Ortiz. Oh yeah, that was on fucking pay per view too, wasn't it? Jesus. That's what oh, I'm saying. Man. I think I think Ruiz Ortiz did sixty five thousand and I think Wilder did seventy five thousand. Yeah, and that was with a better undercard. So I yeah, I don't I mean whatever, man. It's just it just sucks. Like it, it just sucks. But you know, it was so funny because uh Ellerby had tweeted something over the weekend and I responded to it. I was just like, because again, like we understand, like we under, I think, like I think fans understand. There's an A side, there's a B, and all this stuff. But like nobody, the only, the only three guys, in my opinion, in boxing that can just shot call and be like, "This is what I'm getting. This is the paper. This is or the fight doesn't end happening." To me, that's Canelo Alvarez. I don't think that's debatable in any, even after he just lost. Canelo is still the shot caller of all shot callers in boxing. Anthony Joshua, who, you know, I, I know that a lot of that is based in the UK, but, like, who cares? Like, that's – he can go over and sell a stadium out in five minutes against any against anybody. It doesn't even have to be, like, another top brick guy. Like, he'll, he could be fighting Otto, Otto – they could announce he's going to fight Otto Wallin in Wembley Stadium, um, you know, in December, and that thing will sell that, – that Wembley Stadium will sell out because of how big Anthony Joshua is. And he's, I think, I, I'm pretty sure he would get a pretty similar treatment in the U.S. as well. Um, and to a, a lesser extent of those two guys, I think would be Tank. I think, yeah, and I, I think that's it. Other than those three guys, Tank, they got their three or four cities where they know what they're doing. They, yeah, they could sell those out. Yeah. yeah, and he's explode like Tank. Like Tank's just you know again, he's a knockout I, guy too. I always so, like, throw Fury in there. I don't know why you. Ah, uh, because I, well because because Fury if if before the Wilder two fight and maybe he maybe he is now, but like those fights with like Waleen and uh, Schwartz like. I, those those weren't like those were probably those are probably like Hulu theater fights like he like they he he didn't sell out like a big venue and stuff I don't know, I I just don't I still don't think Fury is on the level of Joshua from a demand standpoint but maybe he is I I, I don't know um but ever so like everybody else like to have this hard line of you know I'm getting this that and this like I just to not have make a fight happen like for like like Errol Spence isn't that guy like. Canelo, Canelo sold like thirty thousand more tickets in his hometown. <laughs> like they keep talking about Dallas Stadium, forty-seven thousand for Spence. Didn't I'm pretty sure Canelo put seventy thousand in Dallas Stadium against fucking Billy Joe Saunders. You know what I mean? Like, like, I, and I like Spence, but like Spence, Spence isn't a cash cow to me. Like these other guys are, and should have the clout to where it's like, well, Crawford, I know Crawford, Crawford didn't sell at top rank, so. Yeah, I'm getting seventy. I'm getting this. Like, I'm getting a guarantee. He's not getting this. I just don't. I just don't feel like that is. He's just not on the level of all these other guys. Which and, is stupid. It's just stupid to me because, like, okay, you can hold out to your percentage, which is absolutely fake, 
or you can and get zero dollars or you could be like all right how about we you know do 60 or 65 percent and actually get actual dollars instead of zero dollars um and supposedly you know according to crawford he agreed to all that stuff anyway he just wanted to like do the whole trust but verify thing where like all right, I just want to see the books and like have a guarantee that like you will give me this. Yeah. And that uh, and supposedly that's where, you know, the PVC guys fell fell through. Who knows if that's true. Well, or that not, and they were trying to well, and then the big and even if they did agree to that stuff, like I think the biggest hurdle too was the fact that they had stalled, they stalled for so long of trying to get that stuff done that um it, the fight wouldn't happen until twenty was wasn't going to materialize until twenty twenty three, and Crawford doesn't want to didn't want to go didn't want to go without fighting this year, so yeah. he signed another fight. And it's really like even Floyd Mayweather, who like I I still don't know all the all the allegiances and all the inner workings of PBC Heyman and him, but like even Mayweather had an interview like two weeks before this got a net like this officially fell apart. And was like, yeah, like he's like that 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 fight that fight still is that, that fight it's still it's still too soon for that that fight it still needs to marinate more it'll happen in twenty maybe you know maybe twenty twenty three, it's like I dude like, okay, like I don't think Mayweather and like to bring up like and, and Floyd Floyd had a he had an interview and I like Floyd Mayweather like I, like I people can hate I I don't I don't know why you would dislike Floyd um like I I mean I he's he was great listen he was he's arguably the best boxer of all time and he but he's i don't think it's even questionable he's the best businessman from a boxing perspective of all time like dollars or dollars i mean oscar's probably right up there with him but you know they're like right there and he brought up a great point he was like you know people talked about you know uh we waited too long me me and manny but like he's like you can you can say that but at the end of the day you know we turned a hundred million dollar fight into a 300 million dollar fight or something like that he's like so you know it was it was obviously the perfect time for us to fight because we each made uh, substantially way more money than we did, which is fair. But like, I would there have been like I, I don't I don't know that it still had they fought three years early and not that they were out of primes and things because like Floyd was older than Manny and stuff like that, but just the interest of it and like where they were, like I don't know if that if that happens three years earlier, like. I don't know that it does do less money. Like maybe the promotions can't pay them the guarantees, but like I still think it. You know, you could have you could have put that in a a hundred thousand or a hundred or whatever a Dallas stadium. I still think everyone that bought it on pay per view still would have bought the thing on pay per view. I don't know. I, I I get his point, but I'm like, eh, okay. Yeah, whatever. But um, and these but these guys aren't even on. Somebody made somebody made a comment on Twitter that you know these guys these guys were going to get more than Mayweather. Uh, Pacquiao, and I, I just, I laughed at that. And I responded, I was like, uh, yeah, I was, I was like, I was like, do you realize? I was like, you realize, you realize that both guys combined might not get fifty percent of what Pacquiao, like I, I didn't even say fifty. I was like, may not even get twenty percent of what Manny Pacquiao got for that fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, those guys combined for that fight are gonna get like, you know, I don't know, maybe fifteen, maybe twenty. Like that's it. Like Pac. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I was like, you guys out of your mind? Yeah, that's that's absurd. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, well, um, but on the plus side, uh, we wanted what, to bring that up because that's going to influence our beer two topic. It we is a, just a just a bunch five. of greedy, you know, a bunch of greedy tycoons that just can't make these fights happen. Um, 
for 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 fans that want to spend their hard-earned money on on the best fights. But the only today they did it does seem like it's again nothing signed, but it's the same promotion. We're probably gonna get our guy El Tamidor, uh Navarrete, and Oscar Valdez in February. In a bang, it'll probably be for a vacant one of Shakur's vacant titles, I imagine. Yeah, and that's very, just gonna yeah. be a banger of a fight. Fun, that'll be so much fun. Oof. Um, can Val can Valdez's technical superiority finally finally uh, be the undoing of the uh, the Terminator Cowboy El Pacino? Yeah, oh, can't wait, can't wait. Um, all right. So on that note, let's talk some World Series, bruh. Is that wait? Is ba- is is baseball still being played? <laughs> Did you like that from earlier so today? Good. Yeah, so good. Is there any is there any sport epic moment that Titanic music doesn't make better? It works one hundred percent of the time. It is it is just so so. Can you, can you keep singing though? You were nailing those. I don't Do even know how. Keep going. Give it to me, Drew. Come on. All right, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into this. <sighs> this is for you, Bryce, because you're do, a superhero. Do it for your boy, Brycey. Once, 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 once we get picked up by Manscaped, we're gonna make our own video of this. Yeah, there's nothing I fear, and I After the Phillies win the World Series, you're going to have a video of yourself running around your house. After the Phillies win the World Series, we're going to buy a boat and we're going to recreate the scene and you're just going to see Oh my god, dude. Don't friggin' tempt me. What is this now? Just the game four. I, l- listen, all right. So, uh, I'm, we're all over the place. I'm obviously excited. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the 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 this Phillies run is is just so insane. Uh, not because not because they won 87 regular season games. Because I do think the Harper injury definitely plays a factor in that. Because he missed he missed 45 games, like, and they went 500 during that time, like. I do think Bryce Harper influences maybe at least ten of those win. I think ten of those games they probably win. So they maybe maybe they win ninety five games, maybe not. Anyway, um, and the, the MLB trade deadline's so weird because 
right? You're, you're, you can like trade. You're still getting guys in what, like mid-August? Is that when it ends? Where you can still pick up guys? I don't know. It's like super weird. So like they had Marsh and Syndergaard way after the All-Star break. So like teams change, and that's why San, San Diego did the same thing. Like they got Soto around that time. Um, but it's just so nuts because like. They're, they they go into St. Louis, which you know we joked about. You know the best fans in baseball, and yet they all left early at games. Nolan Wheeler just deal, and they have this magical comeback in the ninth inning. And then they go they go into they go to Atlanta when it's like like Atlanta just you know like they've played Atlanta really well over the last like decade. I think they're around five hundred against them. But it's like you know defending World Series champs. They they went on a huge tear to catch the Mets and win the division. And the Phillies just beat the shit out of it. Like they really, like they they won three one the series. They just, but they dominated them. Like that game, they, they, the Braves had one good inning against them at home. Like that was it. And then you're like, man, like all right, this is like now we're getting we're getting Manny Machado, who's just so terrifying. Uh, Soto, Bell, like just you know, great pitching staff. Hate they 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 get Hater at the uh, at the deadline. What were they getting for the Brewers? Hater, yeah, right. Yeah, which if you remember at the time, I questioned because I'm like, haters not having a good season, and yeah, oh, that's maybe 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 that's why the most epic coaching mistake maybe of all time uh, happened. But uh, and man, they take game one on two, like two Harper and uh, and uh, Schwarber bomb, like they go yard on Darvish, take game one, game two, super weird, they go up four nothing, and then San Diego like rallies back and wins that game. And then, dude, like it's, you know, I, I obviously I've never been to other stadiums for playoff games, so I don't know the atmosphere. But like Citizens Bank Park is it's obscene. Like the energy and just like the rumblings of the crowd. The Sixers were playing on Saturday against the Spurs, and um, one of my buddies was at the game and said like you could he it through through all the concrete of of Wells Fargo that's across the street like you could hear what was like you could hear the rumblings and the cheering at Citizens Bank Park like that it was that's, so loud that's wild like they definitely I was at game three with my brother we were at game three for Atlanta we talked about it last week we were at game three for this like the, the crowd totally got to Musgrove who looked like a Cy a freaking Cy Young against uh, the Mets um, like. He he was jittered. Everybody, I just felt like they, they they just didn't stand a chance. Like even in game and then in game four, they go down four nothing in the first inning, and it's like I, I still feel good that they might come back and win this game. And then like Reese Hoskins, like who couldn't hit, who could could couldn't hit anything, hits five home runs <laughs> in a week, and they tie the they tie the game up at four, and it's like six. Then they then then. Somehow San Diego gets two. It's six four, and then fucking Bryce Harper. They tie the Hoskins ties it at six, and then Harper. He they, he just is. He's just being superhuman. Doubles, and that's where that's the clip I just played. He doubles. They take the lead, and the whole place is going nuts. And he's just like doing the jersey, like you know the you know pulling the Phillies out, saying this this is my fucking house. Um, yeah. just like chills, man. And then Sunday, like they go up two zero early. There's this weird, like, they were going to delay the game, that they weren't going to delay the game because of the weather, and then it just starts to, like, downpour in the seventh. They bring Sir Anthony in, who's been lights out. Dude, he get three wild pitches. The bird, like, uh, <laughs> the freaking Padres score, they score because of three wild pitches, and, and then the rain stops. Like, not completely, but, like, the downpour that was coming down stops. It's like, 
are they are they gonna are they not gonna go to the World Series because of this random like twenty minute rain, <laughs> rainstorm? Like, are you kidding me? And then JT Ramilto gets on gets on uh, with a single, and before the in, before the bottom of the eighth even starts, um, they had him in the in the dugout. Harper just goes up to um, he goes up to JT and goes, let's let's give him something to remember. And JT gets on base, and then they they don't bring Hader in. Who Hader hasn't pitched in four days, and they don't bring him in to pitch to Harper because uh, I guess they were worried about him having to get six outs. But it's like, and this is what was really great with Rob Thompson. Rob Thompson managed every one of those games like he had to win it, uh, which t- to me was like the right mindset in this situation. And seven pitch at bat, and Harper just opposite field power man just smokes it and tie or takes or the Phillies retake the lead that place is going nuts uh and then they close it out in the ninth with Ranger Suarez because Robertson almost blew the game but just insane like it, that's like they compared it to like a game-winning shot in like the NBA playoffs or the finals because like in baseball you don't get to pick who gets to take the big like, you can't pick who's going up to bat for you like it's just if, if they get to him, they get to him. It's not like, hey, LeBron, you're going to take the last shot here. And Harper yeah, right. just uh, Harper just delivered. And, like, he's just, like, superhuman right now. And, listen, he could easily cool off in the World Series because, like, hitting hitting over 400, he's got extra base hits in 10 of the 11 games. He's got uh, a 10-game hitting streak. The only game he didn't get a hit in was the first game one against the Cardinals where he drew a huge walk in the ninth inning um, to, get the, to get that rally started for them. Like, it's insane. He's got he, he. I think he leads all offensive categories for the most part in in the playoffs right now. Like superhuman. We were talking about it. the only people I could even think of that are even close to what he's doing right now in recent memory. Manny Ramirez, the first year he got to the Dodgers, always comes to mind because he was he was just unstoppable. Like you could not get him out at the plate. He was hitting homers, doubles, like walking. Great point for you. Like Pulhos. Another guy who was just unstoppable. I think that's really it, man. Like, in the, like, of reasons, obviously, Reggie Jackson, that's a whole nother story, but that's what, like, late 80s we're talking now with Mr. October. Was that Reggie Jackson's, like, error? Mid 80s? I'm, I'm having trouble hearing exactly what you're saying with Bryce Harper's dick and balls in your mouth. So I can't help it. This is insane uh, to watch. Nah, this I'm, is just I'm, insane. Like, I'm this is. With you. It, it is fun to watch. Like, usually you want your best players to level up their numbers in the postseason, which he hasn't done. Like he's basically done what he's done in the regular season, except for one postseason where he like upped his, he upped his production. Yeah. But like, this isn't even upping your production. Like this is just insanity. It's, it's going into. into oh, it's dog, crazy. Man. So mode. sorry. So yeah, that was, that was a lot. That was a lot, but this is, it's just nuts. Cause yeah, it's like, it's good. I'm, I, I, I'm honestly jealous. I wish that my favorite players on my favorite teams. could. Yeah. Like you're and, and baseball's like play. Playoff baseball is just it, – it baseball's tough because it's 162 games. Like, it's hard to go through, like, the dog days of summer. Like, it's exciting. Like, in April, it's easy to watch. First 30 games, you're all in to see what the team's like. But hey, when you get in that summer stretch when, like, the NBA finals start and stuff, it's like, eh, I guess the baseball's – like, whatever. Like, you know, it's a three-game stretch. Like, no one cares. But, man, like, with every pitch, man, like, there's just so much stress in playoff baseball. It's – uh. Like it's not. And I, I've been lucky. We've. I've been lucky enough to again be able to go to a lot of playoff games and the World Series in my life. So like, I, I even. And, but yeah, like I'm still not even used to it at this point. Like, I, it's awesome, man. So, 
you know, they're there on the other side. On the uh, other side of the bracket. Yeah, we got um, the free, yeah, we got the the Astros. The Astros the- sweep the Yankees. They beat them yet again. And you know, <sighs> I dude. Part of part of me wants the Yankees just to bust through, but I have to say I was I was disappointed because one of my favorite things in sports is when the the Red Sox could not beat the Yankees. And Pedro Martinez just goes, they're, they're just my daddy. I just I just don't know. And then so he, the next time he goes out to pitch in the Bronx, he just gets the full-on, full-throated, who's your daddy? Oh, yeah. And so I had it all teed up, ready to go. Hey, Yankees fans, the Astros, I have a question for you. Who's your daddy? But sure enough, Pedro Martinez beat me to it. You know, he already – it's already out there. Um, now's your cue to play it, Drew. It's already out there. Um, and a one, and a two, and a – no, nothing. Um, yeah, so Pedro already did the whole who's your daddy thing. I just uh, – I, I – jog my memory. Were any of those games even close? I think they were all close. Like, the, the Astros didn't really explode offensively until the last game. I mean – I think they were all around like two, three runs. Like I don't think they were necessarily crazy. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, the 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 deciding game was six five. Yeah, like I think here I'll pull I'll pull it up real quickly. The, Astros, me... the Astros were five nothing the game before that. Um, yeah, yeah, and that was the Garrett it was Cole four, game. Four four two three two five zero oh, six five. Yeah, so these were close games. I mean, and really, like the Astros, like. The Astros weren't lighting it up offense. Like, they were hitting a home run. Like, I think Bregman hit a three-run homer in the 3-2 game. Like, um, you know, the, what, what killed the Yankees, uh, besides the fact that they just struck out so much in the series, man. Like, Ju- Judge was horrendous. Um, Josh Donaldson, I kept joking with my buddies. I'm like, listen, I, I'm, I'm rooting for the Yankees because I want you, you, know, I, I want you guys to be happy. Uh, let's keep the end. You know, it'd be fun to have a Yankees Phillies World Series again. But like, what the fuck? Why? Why are the Yankees continuing to play Josh Don- J- Josh Donaldson? I-, I I don't get it. He literally is striking out every at bat. Like, is there no? Is there no one else? The huh. quote. To quote. Uh, Brad Pitt and Troy. <laughs> is there no one else you could put out there? Like, how good defensively? And I don't. Even, I got. I because I I wasn't even. I was. You know. I wasn't even paying attention a ton to defensively. Like, I assume he's still at third base, Donaldson. Like, is, is he that good defensively that, like, and you have no one else that you could put anyone else in there? It's just nuts to me. They kept striking out, and then what really killed them, especially in the two games in New York, or, like, you know, batter, two two outs, um, the, a fly, fly ball gets hit to Aaron Judge. For some reason, batter, like, because he had to make a, make yeah, a big play. Um, it's Bader. Is it Bader? Sorry, Bader. Yeah. He had he had to run over and make a big play because uh, you know Stanton can't you know he's horrendous defensively. He like runs over to take a ball away from Judge, which I, I still don't understand why like why Judge wouldn't get it. But then they got each other's way and they it was an error. And then the very next, which was and it was a cool it was a cool scene because Garrett Cole you could see they were like disappointing themselves, but Garrett Cole pounds his chest at him and says, "I got you, I got you." And the next pitch is a two run home run. <laughs> So it was so hilarious. Whoops. But but that's like shit. Like the, Josh you, Donaldson had ten strikeouts in sixteen plate appearances against Houston. He is so bad, just so bad. Um, 
Yeah, and he, uh, yeah, and like, and so that that killed him, and that just killed all the momentum in that game because like the Yankees fans were already restless, and that was bad. And then in game in game four, they're they're ahead, one out, routine double play ball, and they completely muff up the double play, and the Astros score two and take the lead and never look back. So, you know, it's disappointing, and I don't, you know, to me it was it's interesting because Judge, Judge is a free agent. Um, I think they have to pay him. I, I I don't think there's any there's 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 no world that exists to where the Yankees don't there's re- offer. There's reports of the Giants stepping up. Um, the Dodgers, you know, all these teams are ready to just throw tons of money at Judge. Yeah. So, so I just yeah I I can't see it. It was kind of to me and some kind of because we went to school up in North Jersey, so everybody's Yankee fans. There was an article that a lot of the Yankees players said. Uh, you know that they were they they, they didn't want to be they didn't want to play in Yankee Stadium like how they were getting booed this and that I don't know how true some of that, that's true like that's just lame it's like so like like you just can't handle playing like you don't can't handle playing in the pinstripes like there's a reason why you're on the Yankees man like you know fans like if you like let's not all be Ben Simmons's where you expect fans like not to boo when you're striking out like huh, you get 27 outs a game and you're striking out. 17 of them you're, you're gonna get booed <laughs> yeah. like it's going to happen you know um let's grow some thicker skin but yeah it's a shame i thought the yankees were gonna get through this year i i, I had the do yankees you, winning this do series. you know the point in the season when the yankees season turned for the worst do you remember uh, uh who got hurt somebody got hurt nope oh what happened when they traded away joey gallo oh yeah that is true that was Good supposed point. to solve all their problems and yeah, it was, was like a, it was like a russell westbrook uh lakers issue there uh-huh. yeah so listen, so we get with the world, world series starts friday game one uh, i think we're gonna get verlander uh, uh nola is pitching for the phillies they announced that today because they don't want him sitting too long uh and then it gives wheeler an extra day of rest so nola versus verlander it's my keys my keys are very simple i think the, i think the Phil, i'm picking the phillies in six I'm gonna keep riding Bryce and Bryce I trust. Um, I've certainly spent enough money in merchandise over the last two and a half weeks that uh, please, please win. <laughs> but yeah, the keys for the Phillies are one they had they have to be defensively sound. Like they had a, they, especially Reese Hoskins. He he I think he had like five errors in the playoffs so far, two in one game that have like that have led to runs, and you can't do that against Houston. We literally just saw the Yankees lose two games at home. Highly, highly because of that. Like the Astros are like they make contact, they make contact with the ball. They don't strike out a ton. So if you if you give them extra at bats and innings, like they will punish you. So to me, like that's number one. And then number two, like the Philly, they they just have to have good at bats. They've been really disciplined as they've they're in a they've been since Rob Thompson took over. They've been a very aggressive offensive team, um, and they've they've continued that in the playoffs. Not a ton of strikeouts. Except for a couple guys, but like they just they they can't be chasing shit. Like they can't be swinging at stuff in the dirt. Like you know shit that's nine feet outside the plate. Like they have they have they have to they have to out Houston Houston a little bit and just put balls in play and and just keep keep moving the lineup around so that or turning the lineup around so that you're getting Schwarber and Bryce Harper as many out at bats as possible. Um, that's really it. like I don't think it's that complicated. Like I think Houston might be the better team one through twenty six, but. You know, in the playoffs, it's all about matchups. You know, they have, I think, you know, Houston hits lefties better than righties. Um, you know, the Phillies put out 
their their main aces, their righties. There's an advantage there. I didn't realize this, and I'm probably jinxing them. You you know Verlander's never won a World Series game. Did you know that? Um, I probably would have been able to guess that had I. T- had he's time he's never won a World Series game, and he's got like a six a six ERA. So like. You know, it's not like he's untouchable. Well, he made it twice with the Tigers, right? And the Tigers flamed out both times, right? Yeah, and Houston's been there four of the last six years. And I think he's been there. Has he been there all? Has he been there six years? Has he been there all Houston, ever Houston year? Um, if you give me a second, I will verify. He's been there at least three. Wasn't he sat out the COVID year, though? So, Well, Houston didn't make it that year. That was Evans Arena. Oh, I thought you meant his Houston career. Um. He started with Houston in 2017. So maybe that was year two? He he got traded to Houston in 2017. He was there for 18, 19, 20. He skipped the COVID year of 21. Yeah. Did they win in 17? Is that when they won the World Series? Um, either way. Either way. I'm just saying. Question. So it's like, it, yeah, I, I, know, I know it's a daunting task, but like, you know. We'll see. My my biggest fear, my only fear of this series is that Altuve has been brutally bad. And Altuve is usually the top. Yeah, you could, se- 17 they won. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so Verlander was there. Um, yeah, you could arguably say that Altuve is the toughest out in baseball. Like, he's just, he's just a tough guy to get out, man. And he was like, <laughs> he. I think he got his first. I think he got his first base hit in Game Four against the Yankees on what might have been the closest bang bang play in baseball history. Like literally, the guys I think stepped on the bag at the same time at first base, and then his very next at bat, he hits a bloop single. So it's like, ah, like is he gonna get started now? Was that it? And like that he gets he. My my fear is he starts to heat up, and like Harper doesn't like shit the bed, but like he just goes. He starts to level down to like you know. Hitting three, hit, hitting three fifteen, and not you know not getting an RBI at every at bat. So that would be my only like, oh, man, this sucks. But I'm gonna take Phillies in six. What do you got? Um, I'm gonna take Houston in seven. Okay, it's fair. Uh, I, That's fair. I'm just gonna point out that in a week's time. Um, well, wait, I don't know when. I guess it depends on how many games it goes. But you picked. Philadelphia in the preseason. I did. I picked Houston, and I think you did too, to start of the playoffs. So, either way, we will be bat flipping on whoever wins. <laughs> it's just, it's just a matter of will I be singing Houston from the by the Gatlin brothers, yeah. or will you be just singing the Titanic music naked around your house for <laughs> multiple yeah. weeks? And I did not. I know. Full disclosure: I did not pick the Phillies when we had the playoff bracket set, just because I just, you know. I just didn't think they had the pitch. I, to to only have two reliable starting pitch. Other and, and Suarez has been awesome. So I apologize to you, Ranger. I apologize to the heavens. Um, I just didn't think it was possible. But yeah, I, Harper Arenas Arena. That was the preseason pick. So so we'll see yeah, what happens. I, I'm the most the most curious thing for me is do they allow the trash cans in Citizens Bank Park? Because this is the place where that shit will happen. Well, they'll be bringing in trash cans and banging them like. Every, yeah. uh, the entire time Houston is batting, I don't I don't know what MLB will do or like what they can do because Houston never really because of COVID, the COVID year like they never actually got that. Remember, people teams were doing that in the preseason and Major League Baseball was trying to regulate it. I'll, I'll be curious to see what that's like. 
And like I said, there's only like one or two guys left from that team on that that were yeah. they're part of. The I think it's, I think it's Verlander and Altuve. No, Bregman was on that team too. No, I don't think Bregman was up yet. Oh, really? I don't think. I don't know. I, I think, think he I was. Think it was Altuve and maybe what? Maybe he was. There, there was only one or two guys. But yeah. here's the odds: Astros are favored minus one eighty-five. <laughs> Phillies are plus one sixty. Um, your your uh, prediction of Phillies in six is plus seven hundred. So, oh, MVP, okay. uh, your Jordan Alvarez and Bryce Harper are both plus six fifty. Mm. Verlander's plus nine fifty. Kyle Tuck is plus a thousand, and it, it waterfall. I feel I feel like this is a Schwarber series if the Phillies win for MVP. I feel like it's a Schwarber going nuts on his Wawa hoagies. I just want to know what type of tragic or very serious news is going to happen in the middle of the World Series right when Nick Castellanos hits the game-winning homer for the (laughs) – and uh, I'm sorry to say that uh, the president has fallen ill and Nick Castellanos goes deep (laughs) to take game five. Oh my god! I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go. Game six. I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go walk down to his house later and start start the sage burn. So for Nick, for Nicky, for Nicky Castellanos, man. Uh he's he is something. That guy, 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 literally doesn't take pitch. He just swings at every pitch. Doesn't want to waste time. <laughs> doesn't he? Doesn't he? He doesn't get paid by the pitch. <laughs> Vladimir Putin has mobilized. Uh, Dirty bombs into Ukraine, and oh, so uh, we're getting report. And Nick Castellanos with a deep fly ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so good. What kind of what kind of horrible, horrific world event or death is going to happen right in a, in a crucial at bat for Nick Castellanos? That, that's oh, what man. I want to know. Delicious, delicious, <laughs> just delicious. Oh lord! All right. Um, Couple more things in the sports world. We're going a little bit long on the sports, but that's that's okay. Um, NFL week seven, week eight. Uh, that's where we are now. In between weeks, um, couple big trades. CMC goes to the Niners, and he actually played for the Niners last week. The Eagles get Robert Quinn from the Bears. They made Roquan Smith, uh, you know, get the get the cry face out. Um, which, whatever. Some people want to make fun of him. Some people are defending him. Who cares? Um, We're not missing the run. <laughs> We're not missing Ru- the run. Russell Wilson is just exercising on the plane, which I I, I, I kind of like. Like it's kind of Mamba mentality. Like no, like you're on the plane for friggin' what hours and you're injured. So like, yeah, yeah go ahead and rehab it. Like get the legs moving. The- I get it. Like. But it's Russell Wilson, so nobody else gets it. So it's just tearing him to shreds, which I, I get that too. Like, he's he's earned that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. What, what's, what's your thoughts on the week? How did we do last week? Um... I forget. I don't think we did very. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think we've done very. I don't think we did very. Uh, not not great. No, we we took the we were we took the Falcons. Getting like eight points, they the, lost the by Titans two. The covered. The Falcons didn't. Yeah, they lost by two touches. Yeah, we did cover. We covered the Titans. Um. Uh, we covered the Giants. Yes. 
And the Jets. Uh, we took the Gi- We took the Giants money line. And the Jets. Oh, the Jets did win. They just lost Brees Hall, so I just assumed they lost. Yeah. Actually, yeah, we did better than I thought. And yeah, so really it was just – it was really only the Falcons that did us dirty. Yes. Um, yeah. Dirty bird. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Good. Go us. Getting back to that 83% uh, – 83% winners. We came out of the gate with. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, This week? This week. Uh, I like Cincinnati – even though it's a division game on the road, I like them giving three to the Browns. I think the Browns have. That's on a Monday night. Yeah, I think I think the Browns are where they are. I'm just I have, hoping... it, I have it three and a half on my app. Um, I'd still take I'd still take them. Okay. Uh, you don't like it? Because uh, div- div- road division game. All right, let's let's you know what? Let's we're just we're just spitballing we're here, just right? Spitballing here. <laughs> we're just spitballing here. Um. I this this is gonna sound don't say Vikings of, card no we're not doing Vikings Cardinals no 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 okay this, this sounds a little <laughs> bit insane but I kind of like the Raiders minus I knew you were gonna say that too I was looking I had my I had I had my hand on it the only reason I say that is because you know the Saints are are starting Andy Dalton yeah Jameis still isn't is, back right no he's healthy he's absolutely oh. healthy. Oh, he was health exactly. He was healthy last week, and but they were like, ah, oh, maybe not all the way. But he's he's 100 percent healthy. Mm-hmm. And they're sticking with Dalton, and I feel like that just creates too much, like, WTF in the locker room. Now Jameis tends to be a good teammate with these type of things, so maybe that's not as big a deal. But like, that like, you're you're a first quarter Andy Dalton pick away from people saying like, what are we doing here? Like our our number one quarterback sitting over there. Yeah, so. Crazy line. How are the Titans only given two, maybe two and a half on yours to the Texans? No, nah, two. Yeah. How, what? Why? What? What? What didn't I see last week? I I don't know. I'm hammering that. Um, we're hammering the Titans. Have to hammer the Titans there. Uh, I think I think the spread of the week is Sunday night. The Bills are 11 point favorites at home versus the Packers. Nah, I don't like that. I wouldn't touch it. I, I I don't want to touch it either. I'm just saying, it. like, how about that? Yeah, too many points. I mean, the Packers have reasonably so. The Packers have looked like an absolute trash fire, uh, dumpster fire. So I mean, it it it's fitting. I mean, the Eagles are 11 point favorites on Pittsburgh. Has has Green Bay looked any better than Pittsburgh? Uh, no. Yeah, so. I mean, and they got Aaron Rodgers. So, all right, let's ride. <laughs> let's ride. Uh. How about we do this? Let's ride. We're going to ride the Raiders. We're going to ride the Titans. So that's yeah. two. Um, you want to just say F it and just keep rooting for the Jets here? Two and a half. They're giving two and a half. Or New England's giving them two and a half at home. Even uh, though they lost Brees Hall. Just keep riding the Jets train? Yes. Yes. Let's ride the Jets train. After the New Giants. England just got embarrassed by Chicago. And the Giants. I was about to say, let's, let's keep it going. Eight. Man, I... When I, I thought people thought I was crazy on the the go for two when I said the Giants, I, I was with you. The Giants, I was like, the Giants are gonna be eight and two after ten games. Like, they're literally gonna be eight and two because uh, my buy. Maybe my buddies just thought I was trying to be an asshole, but like, it, it's nuts. Like, so here's so we keep let's just keep keep our eyes on 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 the G men, man. Yeah, like they're going into Seattle, right? Which is a, this is a coin flip game because it's on the road. Like Seattle, right. like coin they're hit and miss. It, but Seat- Seattle's wide receivers are banged up. However, their rookie running back is just friggin' balls out right now. Yeah. And they're so their next three, Seattle, then they're home against the Texans who are trash, 
and then they're home against the Lions, who are trash. So like, that, that yeah, like eight and two, like even nine and one isn't crazy right here, man. And then That's they get, what I then said, they nine and yeah, one. and then they get it, then they get into you know the division. So Cowboys, Commanders, Eagles, Commanders, Vikings. So like that that stretch gets a little rough, but yeah, dude, like. If they like this, like this is the this this is the game that they lose if they're gonna lose in this stretch, and like I just don't see it. I uh, I don't see it, man. So we we'll see. But yeah, let's ride that. We're gonna ride the New York. T- Who would have thought it by week in week eight we were gonna be riding the Giants and the Jets on the on the parlay streams? I love it. Yeah, we're like almost halfway through the season, huh? Yeah, we're getting there, man. Wait, so there's week well, there's week eighteen now, right? Yes. Yeah, so I guess next week will actually be the the midway point, but yeah, yeah. love it, cool, love it. All and right. then Howie, yeah, or yeah, say how how the, the I mean probably the what do you what do you think is the bigger bigger impact trade? The Eagles or uh, the Niners trade? Um, I I'll lean Eagles. Uh, it's hard to say. Here here's the, here's my thoughts. This is why I'm conflicted. Yeah, God. I love when teams that have strengths just keep adding to the strength. And, like, they, they're they not mortgaging a lot to get that player. Fourth-round pick for the Eagles, and they and, still have a ton it, of picks. And, yeah. And it, yeah, they have a ton of picks. They give a fourth-round pick. And it has a potential just to be uh, just a home run of, of an acquisition. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the one the one area where you could look at the Eagles' defense, which to me is, you know, I mean, it hurts. Those guys have been good, but the defense has been why they're six and zero, in my opinion. Um, the pass rush is what's been, you know, probably their weakest. Um, and Robert Quinn's what thirty two, thirty four at this point, something. Yeah, like that. but so you know, eighteen and a half sacks last year. I know, like he's still producing, but yeah. he's a little bit on the older side. CMC's still younger. Just gets nicked up all the time. He's just always injured. Um, but the thing about that is, he's the perfect player for their system because, you know, they're they're big. Thing was Debo Samuel always playing running back and also receiver and running back. They line him up everywhere. They hand it off. CMC can do all the same. He can line up in all the Debo Samuel spots. So they have yeah. like two guys that can do everything. Like, um, but do they have the quarterback that can get them the ball where they need it to be? Honestly, I, it feels like they should have some wildcat stuff where like Debo. Uh, I hate De- that. Normally I do too. However, when you Jimmy G's the quarterback who's good <laughs> but not great, and sure. you got Debo Samuel as a wide receiver who is excellent at running the ball, yeah. uh, who can hand it off to CMC, like that's that's like a and you and you, not that you do that a bunch, do that maybe three or four times yeah, right, a game. Okay, like it, if they come out this week and do that three or four times, every team from here on out has to spend an hour a week or whatever studying that and being ready for that which takes away time for them practicing for something else like that's why you do crap like that just to f with the other team and their their like mindset and their habits um so and then okay and with those two guys you might actually bust a big one so i i kind of (laughs) like a little Little gimmicky stuff like that. See that that, that almost seemed like a go from prom night uh, joke, but that's too much of a compliment, <laughs> so it's not. Um, What's the small one? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with I'm with you though uh, on all those points. So I, that acquisition makes a lot of sense, but they gave up. I, I think it's a home run for Carolina, which I don't know if people are really giving them credit. Like 
Yeah, and they yeah. just won. They traded. They traded. They traded away their second best wide receiver and their best player, and they and they actually won a game. After like, listen, that. the guy is a, is a he's a flight risk. He, he's an injury risk. Like, <laughs> he's healthy for five point five seconds, and you flip him for like nineteen thousand picks. Like, that's a win. Yeah. Uh, like, I. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't blame them at all. I think that was a great deal. Yeah. Um. And what was I going to say? Uh, well, anything else in the NFL? Uh no, that's fine. I was gonna say, and everybody listening, say say a small prayer to the the ticket gods after you listen to this, because we still that it's funny. Me and my brother entered a World Series lo- a lottery to get tickets, and the first round of rejects went out tonight, seven oh six on the dot, and we did not get them. Woo-hoo. So I don't. I what I read was or he sent me an article. Pet potentially like they've announced the winners, and those winners now have a chance to buy tickets for twenty like until midnight tonight. And whatever's left, they'll then send out the next round of available tickets. So, okay. but we didn't get rejects yet. We didn't get them. So, there's still there's still a chance that Tomaski Bros can keep this shit this train going and end they're up tagged, at the end up. Hey, the tag came uh, at game three. So, um, yeah, it's wild. So, since average since average ticket prices are thirty two hundred dollars right now for the World Series. All right, love well, it, love it. Good luck. Ah, oh, got it. All right, so let's wind What's down next? here. Favorite favorite part of the week? Everybody's favorite minute in podcasting. The NASCAR pit stop in three, two, one, go. Oh, God, I didn't have my notes. I didn't have my notes. Uh, so last week was Miami Homestead. Guess what place we finished in? Second. First. Oh. Rant, rant. Kyle Larson ran away with it. Uneventful race. Boo. No, I don't care. Uh, we're down to minus one on the year. This week is Martinsville Half Mile Paperclip, one of NASCAR's favorite tracks. Flat banking, always fireworks here. Always a good race. Uh, this is the last race of the semifinals. So going into, into this race, Joey Logano is locked into the championship. Chastain, Elliott, and Byron are to the good side. Hamlin, Blaney, Bell, and Briscoe are on the outside looking in, trying to leapfrog. Uh, our picks are Elliott plus 650, Hamlin plus 700, William Byron plus 800, Blaney plus 800, and then this will be set for the championship uh, the, the 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 following week. So that's where we're at. Can we get one more win here to just get out of the Let's negative? go. Come one on. more. Come on. Give it to us. Just give it to us. We were like plus 20 and then just finished a series of – before next week, I'm going to tally up how many seconds we actually have this year because it's a lot. Dagger. Big daggers. Um, all right, let's get, let's get to the parlay. I feel like there's a lot of juicy boxes. Should we do? Should we do shout out? Uh, you want to do the shout out to him first? Yeah, you want to do that? Sure. Uh, so so this week, this week we we got uh, well, I guess it's probably the best one first. So in the NBA, uh, we always love picking on Ben Simmons here now. Um, on the game tonight. Uh, Jeff Jeff Van Gundy actually made the comment. I like that Ben Simmons showed the emotion of going after an official. So basically now, like Ben Simmons has been so bad with the Nets so far that we're now at the point where announcers are are talking about his reaction to foul calls as to him being on the right track. You know what, Jeff? Shout out to you, bro. <laughs> it's just so. <laughs> at least you're trying, man. At least you're trying. <laughs> 
unlike what's his name? Who was it? I forget who was. I know. I don't think you watched it that week. But the on the the Thursday night football, I think it was Broncos and the Colts. Oh, it was Al Michaels. Al Michaels. They, they were like, I mean, sometimes a game is so bad it's good, right, Al? He's like, no, this game is awful. <laughs> He's just like, no, no, yeah. so bad. So, so Van Gundy did the opposite of that tonight, so it's funny. It was funny stuff. Yeah. Um. All right. So parlay. What, what do you want to do here? Uh, we're we're definitely gonna ride King Henry. The Titans? Yeah, Titans. Okay. That's funny. Why is that? That you're just making that your thing. What, King Henry? Yeah. Why is that funny? I don't know. I just there's no reason for you to be so so like on King Henry, but here we go. They've cut they've cut they've they've cut they're the only team I think that hasn't let us down this year in the parlay for football. Like they've covered every time we've taken them. Okay. Good. So we're gonna just we're gonna ride with King Henry. Um, what what do you what do you what do you got? Um, I'm looking. Well, I think there's some some sexy boxing matchups. Go ahead, enough. do it. Go. Um, but I'm also just you know me. I'm 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 obsessed with these, hockey uh, overs. Yeah, for in the uh, in on the Saturday nights, like they seem to always hit. All right, so pick pick two of them. Go ahead, do it. Um, let's, crazy. let's go with Saturday night Capitals versus Predators, the over. And then for boxing, let me pull that back up. Um, duh, duh, duh. where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Why don't we take the... Hold on. Katie Taylor by decision minus three hundred. You wanna throw that in there? Let's do it. Okay. So we got the over in the Capitals game, Katie Taylor by decision, and the Titans, King Henry. We lost last week thanks to the Yankees. Thanks to the Yankees. Thanks a lot, lot, Garrett. Thanks a lot. Seriously. Damn it. I got you. Obviously, obviously, he was pointing out to the uh, to the gamblers who took Houston. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. So I think we are ready for beer two. A. Which, for the listeners, this is for you because we don't have anything to crack at the moment. So assume positions, y'all. Three, two, one. Curse Blunk. Uh, Curse Blunk. I'm still drinking the H2O. You still got the whiskey? I do. All right. I enjoyed that pregnant pause. Um, so for beer two this week, we mentioned how basically all of these just greedy uh, boxing tycoons are just blo- blocking, somehow like meddling and, and preventing all these mega fights from happening. So we looked at um greedy villains in shows and movies and we're gonna do a top five right uh yeah man it's gonna be good so that being said do you want me to go first or do you want to go first uh you know what why don't you go first all right let me pull up my list here um 
my number five. I'm going in the way back time machine here, and I, I really debated on what to put in as my number five. I'm going to go Citizen Kane, Orson Welles. Um, he was just – like, the guy w was ha – had all that money. He was just miserable, greedy. He, he was never satisfied. He was always wanting more. He wanted everyone around him to be miserable. And it was all because of that childhood trauma with that stupid sleigh or sled or whatever when his mom shipped him off away. Rosebud. Uh, Citizen Kane comes in as my number five most greedy character. Funsies. Uh, spo spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. <laughs> Funsies. Funsies. Uh, what you got? Uh, I debated putting this guy on the list because he was just doing it for the family. But I guess Walter White's got to be on this list. Oh, this isn't the last time he'll be mentioned. <laughs> I mean, again, I put him low because he was just doing it to help his family. But to start, sure. You know, he went from only only needing seven hundred thirty nine thousand dollars to accomplish what he wanted to accomplish to you know take care of his family to having five just five million bucks right there take take it free and clear and be done with the business to you know needing eighty million dollars so and then leading to uh, a lot of bad things happening. Including the yep. worst of including the worst of them all, Saul Goodman having to go to jail for eighty six years. Yep. So Walter exactly. White at number five. All right, my number four. I'm going. Uh, the most recent season of Cobra Kai, Terry Silver. It, it, it's not enough that you won the All Valley Tournament and you won the All like, the you won the Valley like you win like you you own the Valley, but no. You have to expand. You have to just be greedy. And Cobra Kai needs to be in every valley across the nation. So you just keep pushing and you keep pushing and try and make everyone else's life hell just for your own greedy purposes. But how'd that end up for you, Terry? Not so great, huh? Not so great. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Doesn't turn out great for Terry Silver. Um, all right. Who's your number four? My number four... Uh, Jordan Belfort, Wolf, The Wolf of Wall Street, which again, nice. I know you have not watched yet, uh, which you just need to because it's just so amazing and just. I was so gonna. I, I, he was. He was. Uh, I was considering putting him. You're gonna. You have, you're gonna put him on the on your list, and you've never seen the movie. Uh, I've seen it. I guess that's fair play. You haven't. Um, yeah, Bell. Yeah, the whole the whole idea of of kind of how he made his millions upon millions is just kind of ludicrous and uh, scumbaggy. So yeah, he. Uh, to where is and to where he could have I again I don't know how much the movie is exactly his story, but you know, cut a deal with the SEC and could have been out free and clear with like, you know, a hundred million dollars, if not more, and decided to Welsh on that deal and then eventually gets caught. Jordan Belfort. All right. My number three, along the same lines, not the wolf of Wall Street, just Wall Street. Gordon Gecko. Greed is good. I mean, if you're doing a list of greedy characters, how could you not put Mr. Greed is good on there, Gordon Gecko? So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, which, quite honestly, you know, they talk about it in business class and stuff too. Like, is there an underlying silver lining sliver of truth to, hey, everybody, like, 
you know, in business, looking out for their own interests. That's what makes business work. But not greed to the point of more, more, more for the sake of more, more, more. That's not healthy, Mr. Gecko. But uh, love that, Gordy Gex, yeah. Pat Riley himself. <laughs> nice. So good. Um, all right. I really enjoyed the uh, Charlie Sheen cameo in the second one. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Who's your number three? Uh, my number three, I, I went, I don't know when the original movie was made, but, uh, I went for Ruka Salt from Willy Wonka in the Chocolate oh, Factory. Okay, not bad. She was just, like, a selfish brat who, like, had her dad hire all these people to, like, open Wonka bars to get a golden ticket and then was just, like, a miserable brat in the Wonka Factory not listening to directions, and that's why she got had, so... She made my she made my top five list. I find the whole concept of the Willy Wonka chocolate factory in both movies to be ridiculous, um, <laughs> especially after all the Family Guy parodies over it in the cutaways. It's so su- good. Surprised she was that high on your list. Not not surprised she made the list. Surprised she was that high. Uh, I just again, I mean, a lot of that has to do with the fact that like Walter White just did it for his family. So like, yeah, I, I got to put him on the list, but like, it's it, he at least did it for good. Well, okay, the begin. So Walter White's my number two. He he started out for good, but then the greed kicked in. I disagree. And he just could never stop. Like, dude, he had multiple outs, multiple exit ramps. <laughs> like so many, so many, so many millions of dollars he could have walked away so with. So many, so many. And like you're dying. So like, you, this is really how you want to spend your final days? Like just yeah. Like uh, just, all right, fair enough. Uh, so and, and honestly, you could have even went Gus Fring. You could have went um, Jimmy McGill, but uh, they th- there's there's got to be some Gus Fring backstory we don't know about to, to the, why he was the way he was. And Jimmy McGill, you know, he he was more about the thrill of the the thrill of it more than being greedy. But Walter White was just greedy. He just was. All right, who's your number two? Uh, my number two is Ebenezer Scrooge, man. Yeah, I get that. Scrooge guy, guy was just really uh, a real jerk to Cratchit. I feel like he's such a universal character. They've remade that movie like a million times, and yeah, but doesn't one, he come around clicks. though? I mean, I guess. I mean, yeah, sure. Like if a if if a, if a ghost like you know visits me uh, and shows me like all the horrible things I did, and I'm eventually gonna die alone. I guess most people would change. Yeah, so, I just I'm going Scrooge. Yeah, but by the end of the movie, he's not. He's not. He's he's the inverse of Walter White. By the end of the movie, he's not guilt. He's not greedy anymore. And I don't. I'm not. I'm not digging your two and three, man. That's fine. Hey, man. That's why we make the list. All right, number one. I this when you proposed this topic, this was the number one thing that came to my mind. You ready for this? Biff Tannen, in Back to the Future Two. Like, you have the almanac. You can go bet sports, be as rich as you want. Like, go just put your feet up on a deserted island somewhere. Like, anytime you want to make another bet, just open the almanac. Just get some more money. Like, not a big deal. But this guy, he can't just have all the money he wants and go go right off into the sunset. He needs to what? Own the whole town? Go, like, like basically try and boink marty mcfly's mom like you, you uh, like subjugate his dad and like everything like 
what? You just put a target on your back. Like, why don't you just go live quietly and enjoy, like, the riches and not, like, try and take over the entire town and basically turn yourself into a cartoon character up in a tower? Like, what, what was up with that? I, I thought that was just an egregious overreach uh, of what should have been just a slam dunk living out the rest of your days in wealth and peace. And that, that that was just awful. Misplayed that almanac so badly. Am I wrong? I love that. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. Way too greedy. What's what's your number um, one? Smog the dragon. I like it. I was going to have him. The dragon. Uh, well, what makes him greedy per se? Uh, the fact that I think dragons by nature are greedy and that, you know, he didn't just want to go and steal some of that gold. He wanted to basically take all the gold, live in the mountain, kill all the dwarves that were in there. And then the movie definitely made him seem like even more of a, a greed bag because all they wanted was that friggin' Arkenstone. And he was like, nah, I'm keeping that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Hey, listen, we're, we're, we just want the Arkenstone that isn't actually, doesn't actually have a value to it. And you're not sleeping in it. Like you can have the gold. So, yeah, I get, I, I like it. I like the explanation. Um, any that we missed? I know one that you threw out was the Grinch as an honorable mention when we were talking before. I thought that was, that was decent. Um, it wasn't terrible. Uh, what, any other ones? Uh, I mean, I, yeah, the Grinch I had on there too, but that was really it. Yeah, I didn't really have any other honorable. It was a little bit hard to put the list together a little bit, quite honestly. Um, but. I mean, I frig, I had to reach all the way back to Citizen Freaking Kane, for for God's sake. Um, but anyway. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's it, Drew. Right? Drew. I think that's it, buddy. All right. Well, on that note, Drew, great episode one hundred and seven. Thanks, Let's everyone. Roll. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud. <laughs>